It's not about making the right choice. It's about making a choice and making it right. And that quote to you is by J.R. Rim. Have you ever found yourself on the path to destruction? Let's hear about some ways to combat that. Coming up next on The Mighty Anvil. Smith, forge me into the servant that you want me to be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back into the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of my life are all quenched, Grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. 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 All right. Brushing. I'll let you do it. Yeah. So first off, uh, welcome back, Scott. You have your voice back. There we go. <laughs> That's good. I, I yeah. love that. Uh, yeah, Scott can't be with us. He lost his voice. Uh, larynx. I think larynx yeah. damage or something like that last week. That was not the case. I was supposed to be camping. And secondly, he is 100% funded for his L.A. Dream Center mission trip. Go. Thank you, everybody that's uh, helped me out there. Uh, we've got a, I think everybody's logged on to the, for everybody that uh, helped me get there, there is a Facebook group page that um, I opened up, and it is for those people who, you know, specifically helped me out. It's it's closed group, so. Nice. Uh, that's what we'll be doing, updates, and we'll have uh, the link to the Skype, or not, Skype? <laughs> we discussed that last week, didn't we? Do they even make Skype? Do they make I it? I think it's still around. Yeah, yeah. It's still around. It's there. Teams. Yes. Microsoft Teams. Is that Skype? No, it, that's what we use at work. <laughs> Skype is still there. It's still there. Yeah. I am surprised how they didn't take advantage of the COVID situation uh, last year. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Zoom, like, took off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everybody uses Zoom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, did, how did they, you know, they take... We're kind of off topic. topic. <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll, I'll bring that back here in a second. Well, let me not. Uh, this, it reminds me of Kodak and Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. How digital this, film will never work. Right? Yeah. 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 Now everything's on off. your phone. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to go streaming. Dude, can you imagine where Blockbuster would be right now? If, if they'd become the first Netflix? Yeah. And I think or Redbox? They tried. But Netflix already jumped on it, and they said, well, we're not going to go that path. Everybody's going to want to go get a DVD and have to go take it back to the store. And where do we get our late fees from with uh, streaming videos? Mm. None. None. No, no. And you don't have to worry about rewinding it. Right. Be kind. Play from the beginning. Be kind. Please rewind. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I saw a T-shirt like that uh, online. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. (laughs) So, our guest this week is raising four princess, princes and two princesses. He and his wife run their own leadership academy uh, that is literally bursting at the seams. Uh, year two now? Yes, year two. Year two? Mm-hmm. He and his wife uh, are a couple that my wife and I um, look up to, and he is spirit-led and loves his family fiercely. Welcome to the podcast, Theron Snelson. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Welcome. Yeah, man. Re- really quick, though, if I may make a point. Uh, sure. Yeah, I think he just gave me an extra son, but 
I appreciate it. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought four. Four, uh, three, and two princesses. Three. Okay, yeah. I'm trying hey, to, I'll listen, take the blessing. I love being a dad. My wife and I have been trying to talk <laughs> yeah. to his wife and him to be like, hey, look, we're, we're working on the next one. You guys right. do the same thing. Right. Oh, I thought the instructions were like, how does this work? I need help. Can you uh, direct? No, 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 no direction? No. no direction. Okay. This is not that kind of podcast. Give me a pretty picture, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. No, man. That's hilarious. But thank you all for having me on, man. Uh, it's definitely an honor being on here, man. Definitely following uh, the Mighty Anvil. Um, some amazing speakers, man. So, uh, and guests or guests on the podcast. So, uh, I'm just honored to be on here, man. And, uh, I know this thing is going to uh, continue to blow up like it already is. Mm. So thank you all for being on here. Thanks for having me on here. Thank you. Being a core-led uh, podcast, uh, what are your top core values? So top family core values, uh, love, honor, grit, generosity, uh, and family. So um, those are the biggest ones. Uh, for us, you know, um, they all kind of go together. Uh, love and honor. We always want to, of course, love everyone, no matter who it is, mm-hmm. uh, especially, um, uh, we, of course, we want to love our family more than anything. You know, one of the biggest quotes my kids probably hear me say a lot is family does what, and they always say stick together. So, you know, we want to make sure uh, we're, we're loving everyone, uh, of course, uh, but especially our family. Um, honor, you know, is a huge thing. Um, not only just family and friends, but anyone you come in contact with. You know, from uh, the person you meet for the first time or someone you've been knowing for years, uh, honor, uh, generosity, of course, giving always breeds um, um, some type of reward, whether it's your time, uh, talent uh, or what you have in your pocket. You know, uh, all those things. Uh, Family is another one, huge, huge one for us, uh, because, uh, again, family has always been a huge thing for me. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you huge, have a huge exactly, family. Exactly. <laughs> With uh, one more on the way. And one more on the way. <laughs> yeah, we're speaking over him. There today. you go. Yes. That's it. There you go. There you go. Does, is the wife okay with that? Uh, now, that's the question. But honestly, we're, we're all down for what God's down for. So, right on. you know, uh, if he says, hey, we're having another one. We have another one. Okay. Uh, I know. just want to make sure we're, no. we're, we're talking, we're speaking this over yeah, you. No, is she on board? No, so. no trust me. Ashley, uh, when we first uh, started talking about kids, she was talking about 10. So I think she, <laughs> she always tries to deny that. Mm. But, but, you know, you know. But uh, family's a huge part. Uh, just seeing, them, especially my family, grow every day. From my, my youngest son, who's six months, uh, to my oldest uh, child, who's about to be 12. Uh, that is it's, it's amazing. And, and grit. Um, huge season of grit, not only for my wife and I, but also for all my kids uh, entering into the sports realm. Uh, just had to have a grit conversation with my daughter Kennedy uh, the other day. So, um, so a huge part of what our family does, um, and just a huge part of life for us. So, yeah. Can you explain grit further? Yes, yeah. yes, great question. Uh, grit uh, is just going through, showing that toughness. Uh, being able to fight through anything that becomes an obstacle in your way. Uh, and I think we deal with that um, not only as men, but as people, uh, God's children, you know, um, because uh, I'll give you the kind of the storyline on what I had to talk to my daughter about. Um, she just started volleyball. Um, she cheered for a little bit, uh, um, and cheer is definitely a sport. Uh, but now she's entering into, um, you know, uh, organized you know, uh, volleyball, and she's in her first camp. So for her, 
everything's brand new. How to how to use her body, um, how to um, understand how to process things quickly. Uh, so for her, she's very competitive. Uh, she hates to lose. Um, yeah, you know, so I gotta love that. Yeah, gotta love it. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's it was. She came home. She, came, she got out of her second uh, volleyball practice. And she was talking to my wife and I, and she was like, I suck. And I was like, well, wait, first of all, uh, is that speaking death or life? And she was like, well, I know it's death, but, you know, um, I'm really, really, uh, I'm really, really bad at it. I said, well, well, Ken, this is, this is nothing you've ever done before. I said, one. And two, I said, um, you know, how do you figure that you, you suck? She said, well, because everyone got more points than me in the game and, and everything. I said, well... Let me uh, let me explain something. One, you know, I said, you have to understand that one, you're gonna have to practice at it. I know you think things come naturally, as a lot of us do, right? Uh, we think, uh, well, we're just gonna walk into this situation, everything's just gonna work itself out. Mm-hmm. Like this is the vision I have; it's gonna exalt, go exactly the way as I want it to, right, God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm waiting uh, for those days. exactly. So. Um, she, I told her, I said, you know, one, you have to practice that. It's going to take some hard work. Some, and I said, it's going to take a little bit of grit. I said, failure is okay as long as you learn from it. I said, failure is a part of life. You're going to have to practice at it. And that means putting the phone down, going in the garage, hitting the volleyball, working on your setting, working on your bumping. You're like, yeah, but it's so hard. I said, I get that. I said, but one of our family core values is grit. It's one of the times you're going to you need to show that. And I said, uh, it's a valuable lesson you're learning right now. I said, I'm 100% supporting you, and I know one day you're going to be, uh, if if you want to continue to do this, uh, of course, we're going to finish this out. Uh, yes. You know, we're going to continue to work hard. We're going to see how far you can go. I said, but I believe one day you'll probably be in the Olympics or on a special specialized volleyball team or something. I said, I just think you're that good. I said, but, you know, uh, hard work beats talent any day. I said, so you can see, look at all those girls that are out there hitting the ball, doing amazing and she's like, what's that first time? I said, how do you know that? Is that an estimation you just made or did you ask? Well, I didn't really ask, but they were so good. And isn't that how they work, work, work in life a lot of times? We mm-hmm. look at other people like, man, look where they are. Like, I'm, I'm not there. I'm, I, sh- I should be there. And God's like, well, hold on one second. Do you know what they went through to actually get there? Yeah. No, nah, you really didn't. You know, so um, I said, you got to understand, you know, as a part of our family, that's, that's one thing. It's hard, working hard and grit. So grit is just that toughness. She kind of wiped the tears out of her face. I gave her a kiss, told her I loved her. I said, so, we'll go practice tomorrow? She's like, yeah. And so I love what done. you said about, uh, you know, we, we're going to finish this. Yeah. Finish the season at least. You know, we don't quit in the middle of it. Um, that's I've had to have those conversations mm-hmm. with both of my kids. It was funny. So, my five one, five, one foot tall daughter over there played uh-huh. volleyball. Uh-huh. One of the things that we uh, enjoyed a couple of times was going down to SMU and watching uh, oh, the cool. college girls play. Yes. Um, yeah, just kind of seeing what you know where the next levels are and kind of right. like that, it, and, and seeing how they well. I, was just, I would maybe just a father daughter date. No, I'm definitely going to do that. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, North Texas has a pretty good volleyball team too. But really? SMU, they're uh, they're pretty good. Okay, good deal. Thank you for that advice. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. go do that. Thank you. Core scripture. Oh, I'm sorry, I jumped, yes. I jumped on that. No, no. Core scripture is going to be out of Romans five, verse three through four, and it says. Uh, Glory in your tribulations, because tribulations build patience, patience build character, and character builds hope. Um, 
and one of the reasons that's one of, uh, that's my favorite core scripture you know I, you know uh, it's not the the standard ones I hear mm-hmm. a lot of times because um, honestly you got to think about um, as God's people we're always dealing with some type of trial or tribulation but um, what God wants us to understand and when Paul wrote that is he wants us to understand that those are those are not bad things you know it builds character you know um, because a lot of times um, when we're going through those trials like you have I have to check myself constantly on this you know it's not about when you're gonna it's, it's not about if you're going to go, to go through a trial it's about when mm-hmm. you know it's gonna happen you know whether that's God trying to stretch your faith or the enemy's trying to attack you one or the other is going to happen. Now, of course, uh, the seasons are there where um, you'll have those great stretches of awesome seasons. We're like, man, God, thank you for this fruit, and I've worked so hard for this. But then God's like, okay, so now it's time to stretch you a little bit. But um, that builds character. I think that builds a lot. Uh, not only as a man, I think uh, uh, that builds a lot of character. When you got to go through something, you go through trials, mm-hmm. you know, shoo, it makes you, it's, it's that chiseling, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I totally believe that uh, it's a song. Uh, God didn't promise it'd be easy. He mm-hmm. promised to make us better. There you go. And you can't yeah. get better without work. That's right. You can't be- get better sitting on the couch watching video. Well, you could get better at video games, I guess. Yeah. Now, Alan, can you speak to that? Um, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Who's listening? I don't, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that's some good stuff. I like that. Uh, this week I started reading, like, I read through romans for the yeah. first time fully uh-huh i think that's uh, my new favorite book yeah. um i've always liked job i like you uh-huh. know just sticking through there and the grit that he had yes but um there's something about romans that uh to me it's it spoke about loving people and how we're supposed to treat other people and how we're supposed to treat ourselves i just fell in love with that book this yes week. yes in love with it. amazing book yes and did you just pick it up and just start reading like so uh, through the Mighty Man process, we were asked uh-huh. to read the New, uh, the New Testament within this period. So I'm on a 90, uh, New Testament 90 days. Finally got the Romans. Awesome. So, that's yeah. why I see that. Okay. And I didn't read it. I listened to it. I'm kind of cheating. It, it still, uh, honestly, is, if it gets in there, it gets in there. It, it, mm-hmm. it def- yeah. Again, it, this one did, it did get in there. There Man, you go. Some good stuff. Yes, sir. Buy. Yes, sir. Uh, church life? Uh, man, so uh, church life is uh, going absolutely amazing, man. At uh, Grace Point Family Church, uh, uh, Pastor Lake and Pastor Hope, man, uh, it's absolutely amazing. It's uh, funny because we're uh, at the uh, beginning phases. Uh, Grace Point, of course, has just hit their anniversary, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it's good to be at grassroots level. Yeah. Uh, right now and just getting the chance to be able to get in there dig in um starting to serve there which is pretty cool uh matter of fact serve tomorrow uh it's nice. gonna be pretty fun uh working with kids and kids ministry uh so um that's go- that's gonna be pretty fun it's pretty 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 cool seeing the growth um uh, and for for my wife and i to be in such a grassroots stage and uh also being in god's kingdom at a grassroots stage it's kind of a correlation thing which is pretty cool so Nice. Um, uh, kids are getting involved and embarking on their serving, uh, uh, serving opportunities now. So, how long? Good. How long have you been? Uh, when were you saved? Uh, man, I'd like to say it like this: I was saved when I was thirteen by uh, my mom, kind of nudging me, like, "Hey, won't you go up there and uh, 
you know, want to get baptized. I'm good with yeah, God. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so when I was kind of like 13, but I really, really, uh, I would say, start walking with God when I was about 25. What was the deciding? What was the, the defining moment for them? Great question. Um, so the uh, defining moment for me at the age of 25 was, uh, I don't know if many people know this. Uh, I'm pretty sure many people don't on the podcast unless you know my wife and I pretty closely. But my wife and I has, have been together since uh, the eighth grade. So <laughs> Wow. So we've been together for a pretty, pretty long time. Middle and, school sweethearts? Uh, yeah, yeah. Middle junior school. High. Yeah, middle, middle school. school. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, don't want to scare any dads out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know I'm fearing for my life here, even though, uh, you know, my, my, uh, me and my wife got married and everything, and we, we are happy. It's my best friend. Um, but, um, you know, of course, as all uh, young princes do, um, you know, I wanted to sell my royals, right? So I, I wanted to go out there, have fun, kick it, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but uh, what happened was um, we ended up breaking up. And she was serious. You know, it wasn't that, oh, okay, break up and get back together kind of stuff. She was like, no, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much finished. You know, so uh, for me, uh, I had to change spiritually and mature spiritually in order to be able to regain uh, that relationship with her, even as a friend, uh, because I, I uh, ruined it, right, uh, from my actions, uh, from my thought process and how I did things. Um, so for me... Uh, that was the true defining moment. Uh, God uh, sat me down. I, I, that's when I really started getting into my word. You know, I read the Bible, but it wasn't like that intense for me until uh, until that situation happened. And God had to. My prayer life wasn't that intense until that time. Um, and again, it wasn't like. And I think a lot of us go through this, and it's important that you go through this process if you have an opportunity to. Um, but uh, where you really, really have to sit down and have a personal talk with God like a dad son moment like mm. where he you allow him to correct you and flush that stuff out mm -hmm. and then he can start building you back up again uh, it was many nights that I went to bed crying and everything like God can you just bring her back he's like no nah, I'll <laughs> let you sit in this for a minute you know <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna correct you so you can be a better man for her uh and um and of course you know the end of story ended up working out but that's when I would say I really, really got to know God, and I really was saved, saved at that moment. Nice. Right on. So this week's topic, we are going to discuss uh, section four of the book Fight called, mm -hmm. uh, the section is entitled Small Steps to Big Destruction. Mm -hmm. What do you think, what is it about our human nature that causes us not to guard against the small steps that lead towards big destruction as I, I think that's a great question um for me sometimes we can get so caught up in what we want to happen so quickly we uh don't think about the small steps you know that can cause to trip us up um for example right um i want this our vision um for, uh, for Leadership Faith Academy, our school is so big, I mean, so huge, where I'm like, uh, man, like, I want this to happen, like, now. Mm -hmm. And and God's like, well, um, let's take this step, and you have it, and then, but you have to realize, 
there's a mirroring effect, right? There's God who wants you to take this path, and the enemy has another path that tries to mirror what God is doing, but it's down a path of destruction. You got to think the enemy wants to emulate God in every way because he wants to be God, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to think about it like that. So the enemy will say, I mean, God will say, hey, I want you to save these children. I want you to teach them about me. I want you to teach them how empowered they are. I want you to teach them uh, the importance of education. I want you to teach them of character, of the importance of character. And But the enemy will say, okay, I want you to teach them. Yeah, yeah teach them that part. But let's also see how much money we can get. Mm -hmm. Right now, that's never been my thought process because I've always had a, a passion for children. But you look at things uh, from a certain perspective, and if you don't watch it, the enemy will creep right in there and snatch things from up under you. Right. So um, I never want our parents to feel like, or anyone to feel like, oh, he's just doing it for money or anything. I never, honestly, I would do it for free. You know. Uh, if I could, because the thing is, I want as many children children to know about God uh, as as much as I do. And you got some pretty, pretty brilliant children. You got to think when enemy gives you a choice or God gives you a choice, that's the power of freedom that God gives us. Like, hey, you can go down this path. You can go down this path. Right. So those small steps would be like, um, for example, he talked about in the book how, um, you know, Samson took those steps right in order mm -hmm. to get to to the land he was trying to go to and um you think about that some of those steps like he said he had all those steps to take but he had uh steps where he could just turn back around right how many times the opportunity presents itself and you're like well, i could turn around right here or i could go the other way or think about it another way and, and he's like no 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 Let's 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 keep let's on keep going. going. Let's, let's keep, keep going, going that way. Let's see how far you can get yeah. before something happens. You know, so um, I think those are the things that I think about. I want to take small steps in God God's direction uh, to keep from that destruction happening. Um, one thing I heard a pastor say was, um, let's say imagine you have your house, your wife, you got your children, right? And uh, outside your house one day, you walk outside and you see this fence post up. I'm like, it's weird. I didn't I didn't put that up. Uh, what, what, why is that there? Then you go back in the house, eh, whatever. Then you go back in the house, you come back. Next morning, see about three or four fence posts connected to that one. I'm like, huh, I'm going to ignore that. Not a big deal. It's only four. If I, I can knock it down any, any day I want to. Not a big deal. Then you walk around, you walk back outside, and half, the halfway is surrounding your house. You're like, huh, I'm going to call somebody about that. See if I can get him taken out. Now it's just too big of a problem for me to handle. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk to someone else, see if they can help me out. Mm -hmm. Then you walk outside, and your house complete, completely is surrounded by that fence. Now, it was just one post in the beginning, one step, right? One post in the wrong direction, one fence post. Then now your whole house is surrounded. You're like, how did I even get here? Now, how do I even get this fence down? How do I even battle this? I don't understand how to even do it. Now you have to have heavenly or you have to have God, God's help in order to reach the impossible. So um, I think that's how a lot of times life happens for us. We, we ignore the small fence posts. And then what happens is our whole house is surrounding. We got to figure out an entirely different godly way of how to handle things on that. So, you know, that's good. I like that. 
I'll be looking that one up. That's, that's <laughs> a nice analogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's really good. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. What's your favorite turnaround story? Where were you heading down the path that might have been mirrored by God, you know, the devil pulling that? and then, uh, Oh, man. Uh, my favorite turnaround story uh, was kind of, I kind of already kind of started, started to share it with uh, my wife and I. Um, just to give you a little, um, I guess, a beginning piece of that. Uh, like I said, me and my wife have been together, uh, have been together since the eighth grade. Um, and I actually proposed. Uh, and we were proposed to be married, had a date set and everything. And, of course, again, I was got crazy doing what I wanted to do. And I broke off the engagement and then decided to break up with her. Now, for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, freedom time. Whew. Let's go do everything. Let's have fun. Let's go out. Let's kick it to the wee hours in the morning. And it, it, I didn't pull anybody else. It was just me. You know, I've always, uh, I've always been okay with just being being with me a lot of times. Um, so I would go out and have fun, you know, and uh, kick it, you know, with different women and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, that's when uh, I had my first daughter. And my my wife and I weren't together, but I was I was I was trying to pursue her. Now, this is the thing that I was speaking about with that trials. That's where I found my core scripture at too, because that trial at that moment, my wife, before we got married, she was like, "I will never ever ever marry a guy who's already who already has children." And that's who I wanted to be. With. I wanted to be with Ashley. I wanted to be with her for the rest of my life. And when I started getting connected with God, He's like, "Yeah, you know, if that's who you want to be with, pursue her." So this is another lesson that I had to learn. You can't have your foot on first trying to steal second. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still do this part, uh, but I'm, I'm going to also change my ways. No, mm. You, you got to cut, cut it. You got to cut it. Which, which, one, which side are you going to be on? Again, God doesn't like lukewarm people, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Either you're hot or cold. So um, in turn, when you dib and dab like that, that's what happened. I end up uh, having my first daughter, which is still still a blessing uh, out of a out of a, a situation that I didn't want to happen because I wanted to have all my children with with Ashley. Um, uh, but when I told her that, uh, she was saying she said, "Yeah, it's over. It's over." She was like, "Yeah, you're, there's no possible way we'll ever get back together." And I thought everything was ruined, like for my future. Uh, I didn't know what career path I was going to take at that moment. <laughs> you know, uh, everything was just kind of in disarray. So I kind of ruined everything myself. Uh, and then God slowly but surely through the pruning process put the pieces back together. And, uh, uh, of course, that's kind of where we are today. I want to ask a question from there. Yeah. You were, you were, and I, I don't, this is something I'm trying to work out with someone else that's sitting in this room. Uh-huh. When you're dating someone mm-hmm. and you're like, uh, I want to go be free. Yeah. And, you, and then, you know, you end that relationship and then you're like, oh, let's go. I'm, I'm here and free. Like you were saying, I'm free now. I'm going to go try everything. Mm-hmm. When you find the person you want to be with the rest of your life, mm-hmm. why is that not freedom? Why is being tied to that person uh, a, cha- a ball and chain instead of, I mean, you can do, still do the same things. You can still have the same fun. But why do you think that we? Uh, allow, why do we think we? Why do you think we have that thought process? That is, mindset. That that is a great question. Um, really, um, it's kind of a catch twenty two, right? Because you do have freedom, mm-hmm. 
Um, but it comes at the response of you are responsible for someone else's uh, feelings at that moment, especially men, right? We are the head of our household. So everything that we do, it trickles down on our entire family. So from that, um, even for uh, maybe some younger children uh, or younger teenagers that, you know, I don't know who's listening, uh, but young adults uh, as well as grown men, um, freedom is a, a responsibility, not a privilege, right? <laughs> so you have to think about it with that um, when God gives you certain freedoms to do things uh, or when you're single or when you're with someone and you want to do something, you're responsible not only for yourself first, but also for that other person's feelings. So, for example, when you are married, right, it is, and again, life is about choices once again. Uh, you have the freedom to go look at any person you want to. I can go look at this beautiful woman over here, right? But what about the responsibility you have to your wife and your children at home, right? And a lot of times people think, oh, well, you're, you're, you're locking me down. I, I can't do what I want to do. Well, hold on one second. You made a choice, and you have to honor that choice that you made, right? God gives us choices so we can make, you know, he has plans for us to prosper. Now, there's consequences, good and bad. For every choice that you make, so you may think, "Well, you're locking, you're 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 hindering my freedom from me going and doing this or going and doing that." But you're also what you have to look at it from a different perspective. Is I also get a freedom of having a wife or having some a companion that I'm able to walk with, or able to have my parents trust. That's a freedom, mm-hmm. you know. That or having my wife's trust or having my children's trust. Right. So a lot of times people who say that that's a pride thing for me, Hmm. Um, because the thing is, you have to get beyond yourself to think about other people in that moment to say, well, I can't do this because you uh, don't think it's a good idea or I shouldn't I shouldn't do it because you're going to get upset. Well, hold on one second. That person just wants the best for you. That's it. You know, so you have to think about it. That that is that's a pride check at that moment. Like how much pride do I have right now? Do, am I really listening to God or am I trying to curve things? So I feel like I'm getting the, getting what I want out of the deal, you know? So yeah. rationalize. Yep. No, there you go. As, as, Dan, as Dan said, would say when you rationalize, you tell yourself rational lies. So it makes sense mm. to you. And at that point you've already made up your decision. Yes. There's nobody's going to talk you out of it. That's right. That's right. Very true. Yeah, I almost have to ask when someone's going. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a good idea for you. Probably is not. You know, it, exactly. Not. Exactly. Yeah. If you got to think about it, probably. Yeah. Should, yeah, let me stay away. And you know, I, I think we're. Uh, it's just like I don't know what what freedom you need. Just because what per, what is that person holding you back from doing that? Well, you know, for me, a lot of times it's old old ways or old sin, right? You got to think about when a man gets married. The automatic thing the enemy is going to try to do is. Man, what were you doing when you were single? No, you can't do it. Whether that be uh, whether you go out with the guys as much as you you, you used to or whether that be, um, you know, you're doing your favorite hobby as much as you used to. Well, you're hindering me from that. No, not really. You know, it's just a change of perspective. You still can do a lot of the stuff you do. It's just you have to be more responsible about it now. Now, of course, there are certain uh, red tape that you can't cross, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it, most of the, most of the things that we, that we would like to do when we were single, we can do when we're married. 
you know. So it's just you got you to respect the other person. Right on. I agree. That's good. That's good. You know, right now, uh, let's uh, go take a break and, uh, you know, set sell. <laughs> set sell. <laughs> Lee. I love that guy. Love yeah. That. So we'll be right back after this commercial. All right. We're back. Alan, you got something for him? Yeah. So in the book, uh, Craig states that you're only as strong as you are honest. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about a time when you or someone you know demonstrated strength through radical honesty? I'm honestly going to have to say uh, it was the big, largest time for me was um, my mom is going to be probably one of the most brutally honest people uh, that I know in my life, to be quite honest. My mom and Ashley's mom uh, and Ashley. Those are top three. Uh, I have a lot of men in my life that are pretty honest, but they are brutally honest where it's something like oh man oh that kind of hurt but thank you for letting yeah. me know that right uh so for example um a time where my mom uh kind of told me uh something that i didn't want to hear was um i was going down the wrong path i was you know bouncing from house to house uh you know i had a job but i really wasn't i was i was a wondering generality as I heard a speaker once say, right? Just wandering around, just, you know, I'm just going to do life and as it comes, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, she told me one day, she said, you have so much potential uh, to do uh, such amazing things, um, uh, but you're not choosing to do the right thing. You're making a choice to mm-hmm. go down, you know, a path. And she said, that's your choice, you know? Um, I'm going to always love you, but I, I know that you was capable of so much more. Um, and that kind of, it hurt, of course, uh, because anything, if some, anything, when somebody's trying to pull that strength out of you, it hurts. You got to think about when you work out. That's never, you know, it's never like, oh, man, I feel so good after a hard <laughs> workout. I feel like I can go do another one. That means your workout wasn't hard enough. Yeah, right, right. Right? So anytime somebody is trying to um, strengthen you, uh, you know, and again, it wasn't, it wasn't be it wasn't belittling. It wasn't beating me down. It was just brutally honest. Um, and I think we need that because that kind of had me sit down and and she said, "Look at look at what you have in life right now. Do you really want that?" And I was like, "I mean, not not really." She's like, "Okay, so just change it." And all that is is a, again, I, I speak on choices because a lot of times, especially uh, in this book uh, in, in section four. Um, a lot of things that he talked about was based around choices, you know, and that's uh, if any takeaway from this podcast that I want people to listen to uh, on that is what choices are you making today? And it, it happens second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour. Do I eat a piece of fruit or do I go eat a hoagie? Hoagie. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> right. And that's the right answer. Right. I'm just right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I feel like I'm being corrected. Here. Right, right. <laughs> so, so you know, she she taught me uh, that. Um, but you know, another time I was corrected was uh, with uh, with our uh, current pastor, Pastor Leif, um, and this was in my leadership seasons, uh, leadership season, um, and we had we were directors uh, in uh, the Usher Green Ministry at Elevate Life Church, and um, we felt like we had been wronged. Uh, by a leader um, and and he sat us down 
and and the typical uh, amazing pastor Lafeway told this story, uh, and then after the story, he corrected us and, and you know he said, "Hey, listen, as a leader, ninety um, percent of the time, ninety nine percent of the time, really, um, you won't be recognized for anything that you do. And matter of fact, most of the time." You're gonna you're gonna feel like people are turning back on you or something like that. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, he said. But he said that's why you're in the position that you're in right now, uh, because you can take those kind of hits because God feels like you can take that. He said, and a lot of times you're gonna have to swallow your pride in order to do God's work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sucked hearing because I wanted to be like I wanted him to be like, no, you should really correct that person, and you should right. you should do this, and he and it went the totally exact opposite way. And oh, Ashley, whoa, whoa, this is not what I asked it, you for. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And Ashley, uh, you know, she was crying like, but but this is you know this is it, it. She didn't say it's not fair, but she she was just like, wow, this is totally. But what about what they did? You can't think about that. You, you, you cannot think about that because the thing is, once you think about that, you're on the wrong side of the tracks because mm. now you're not doing God's work. You're doing the enemy's work because the enemy wants us always to be like, I'm going to get you back for what you got me for. Right. I'm going to an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Right. Uh, instead of uh, fighting things God's way, which is through prayer, through love and through patience. Right. And that was definitely a character building moment for me uh, because I'm such a I'm just you know, for people who know me, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm a lover, but I'm an even harder fighter, if that makes sense. If oh, you, yeah. if we're, if if we're in the alleyway and you my, you're my guy, you like my friend or anybody who I value, or you even just an innocent person being uh, bullied a lot of times, I'm probably the person that's coming like, hey, you need to step off like now. Yeah. You know, and you know, so, you know, um, for me. Even in spiritual battle, I'm a, I'm a fighter. That's just what I do. I'm the one that's going to go to war every single time for my friends, for my family. That's, that's what it is. So um, for me, that was a moment where I had to lay down my sword. Now, that, was really, that was really hard for me, but it was, a definitely, it was a definitely a huge leadership lesson for me. What is God working on with you in this season? <sighs> Man, it's so many things. It's, uh, I'll give you the top two. One is uh, patience, um, which I think, and two, uh, two, he's working on me with faith, stretching my faith. Um, patience, because patience, there's a lot of things that goes into that patience thing, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so with patience, you think about God, the enemy plays on your faults. This is what you did. This is why you got here. This is why this is happening. This is all your fault. As opposed to God saying, hey, it happened. It's over. How do we move forward? Right? Now, also patience think God uh, works on us with on the waiting and knowing that he's still ever present. Right? A lot of times in patience, we think like, God, like, where are you? Like, you put this vision in my heart. You told me this is where uh, we should be at. So why aren't we here yet? And God's like, well, there's steps to the, to that process. You got to hit this step. You got to hit this step. And see, a lot of times we think God works linear, like straight line. 
because we work linear in our mind. Like, mm-hmm. God, I'm going from point A to point B. If, you, if I have to go get some gas, I'm going straight to the gas station. But God will say, okay, so, got that part. You need gas, all right? But also you have a two-year-old in the background that's screaming bloody murder because he wants a snack, and he just had three snacks. You, ha- you just talked to your 11-year-old daughter about her sassy attitude. <laughs> your wife is, uh, is uh, hungry, so she's in your ear, hey, I'm hungry right now. Can we go get something to eat? The gas tank is still on, almost on E, so you got to go get gas. And your 8-year-old son is in the back making noise, screaming. Just to, just to make noise, just for ice cream. I mean, uh, whipping on the top, right? Nice. I like whipping. And, <laughs> <laughs> and even still, now there's a road detour. So a thing that took two minutes is now going to take 10, and you're still on E. So we're going to get there. Please go take some patience on your behind, behalf in order for you to get there without blowing your lid, right? So... I think he does that, and from what I'm learning with the school right now is I want, I want it to be so huge because I know so many children need to be touched, and they're going to change so many generations with them growing up, and I want to touch so many lives. The guy's like, I know what you want to do. Listen, I know, this, I know that part, but listen, I have this person I have to touch. I have this person I have to touch through your school, and that child, he's touching his mom and dad. Or she's touching her mom and dad because they go home and they say, well, I learned in Socratic discussion today that God said I shouldn't that in First Timothy, God should say that I shouldn't have to worry about how young I am. I should be an example for people through conduct, through 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 character. Right. I should be a, an example of that. And you're like, well, OK, so I guess I should be an example as an adult on how people should act. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, again, he's working on it with patience. <laughs> And then, sorry, no, no, you're just good. being an example, uh, you know, just being a dad and yes. being being that example, it's like man, it's tough. It is. I, it's tough. Can y'all? Hey, what's that over there? You know, yes. so yes. I can maybe just yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, we're just gonna go. Why is everybody yelling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? Yes. Uh, yeah. It's uh, that's, we are the example. That was. I love that. That was great. Thank yes. you for that. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. No. No. That's good. And then uh, two with my faith. Um, usually with patience and faith, they go kind of hand in hand to me. Um, because again, your faith is stretched because you want something to happen right now. And God's requiring patience and faith on, Hey, it's going to happen. It's just not on your timetable. And a lot of times we, Hey God, this is my timetable. Like you don't own it. I own it. It's my life. This is the way things are going to go. God's like, okay, well, you can be stubborn, but so can I. <laughs> so, <laughs> who's going to win that one? Who's yeah. going to win that battle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, I, I'm just learning to trust God in whatever happens. You know, just just trust him and say, hey, psh, if that's where we're at, God, I'm willing to keep moving forward. And when you say it's time, I'm going to respect that and say and honor that and say, okay, God, thank you. I knew it was coming. and and, and But I'm still in awe of how you did it. See, a lot of times when something happens, we're like, well, I knew that was going to happen. God, but you should still, you should never lose your awe in what God has done. You should never lose that. You should, that's why all the angels surround the throng singing holy, holy, because they already know what God can do. Mm-hmm. We already know what he can do. Um, but you should never stop being in awe because you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, you did this, and then you did this, and 
wow, you did that, you know. So it, you should never be. And and when you when you remain in awe of God, He just wants to bless you more because He's like, oh man, this child is always praising me because there's constantly in awe, even from the smallest things of, mm-hmm. man, God, thank you for this amazing new ride I got, right? <laughs> so from uh, you know, thank you God for uh for. Or just uh, for for one hundred percent funding everything, and uh, thank you God for for uh, just my kids, just how awesome they are, right? So you know, just being in constant awe of God, He'll say, you know what? I'm gonna bless you with more. Let's let's pull a more on that. Let me add another scoop of ice cream for you. I know I'm using a lot of food. I must be hungry. But yeah. <laughs> we got we got waffles afterwards. There you yeah. go. <laughs> what was your overall takeaway from section four? Mm-hmm. Um, that, and not that I didn't think this, but it confirmed it, that it's okay to fight. See, a lot of times, um, um, I think a lot of Christians think, men and women, that we always have to turn the other cheek. And we do a lot of times where we need to turn the other cheek and say, hey, listen, um, I'm not going to entertain that right now. Sometimes it's very necessary, but it's kind of like the story he was telling in that book with his son, uh, where his son kept getting, being pushed down by the bully, and then he told his son, "Take him." I, I got fired up with that story. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it fired me up. <laughs> uh, but and his son tackled the tackled the boy, and the boy ran off. Well, you got to think about that. That's how it is a lot of times when you're fighting a spiritual battle with the enemy. See, a lot of times as Christians, we think we have to be. Uh, or disciples of Christ, we think we have to be, uh, you know, uh, well, I got to turn the other cheek, even though this person is not being so nice. Or I have to do that. And yes, you do have to do that. Uh, please don't take it as I'm saying, hey, you, an eye for an eye or two, please don't take it as that. But God doesn't want us to be bullied. And when, when do you identify that, that point? Great question. Uh, I feel like you identify that point uh, and God, the Holy Spirit a lot of times will lead you say, hey, kind of like your dad would say, enough is enough. You need to go ahead and, and strike. Tackle him. Go ahead and strike, right? Yeah. So um, a lot of times, right, exactly. A lot of times, you know, the Holy Spirit will say, okay, you've prayed. You've asked God to help you in this situation. He's helped you, but the person's continuing to come. So guess what? Now you have to pull out that sword and go to battle. Okay, so let's go to battle. Right. So a lot of times, uh, you know, you will have to operate. And again, this is that 99 percent thing thing. Ninety nine percent of the time you're going to need to operate in love. And that's just the bitter, sweet truth of it, because what you have to understand it, too. Uh, a lot of times God wants us to operate in love because one, you don't know what that person is dealing with. Two, it's his battle to fight, not yours. Uh, now, sometimes he'll say, hey. Let's go ahead and go to war. I'm going to go ahead and unleash you, and you can go ahead and make things happen. But most of the time, if you just say, okay, God, I'm going to pray about this. I want you to, I really need you to fight this battle for me because I really don't want to do anything that's outside of who are you creating me, who the new creature you created mm-hmm. it to be, me to be now. Mm-hmm. He'll go ahead and take care of it for you, and you won't have to do a thing, anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for example, um, you know, uh, my son. He's such a nice, my, my oldest son, Trey, uh, he's such a nice kid. He, he's, he's a lover uh, like his mom. Now, Ashley's a fighter, too, but she's more of a lover. Oh, you know, show a little grace, Theron. <laughs> you know, uh, calm down. 
you know. Uh, now nah, she 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 doesn't say it like that. She she's more a little more aggressive, but and a little more direct, which I love about her. Uh, but um, you know, a lot of times he'll be like, "Well, I don't I don't want to hurt that person's feelings, or I don't want to be mean, or you know, um, I really I don't like being that guy, right?" Um, and I had to tell him one day, "Hey, son, listen, uh, I totally get that." You know, and I don't want you to be the person that starts anything with anyone. And I don't want you to be the person that strikes uh, just off of emotion, because a lot of times that's what happens when you are striking without thinking. You're doing things without thinking about your emotions. Right. So. All right, uh, so I told him, hey, listen, sometimes we're going to have to fight back. You know, and when he 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 looked at me like, so I can fight back. Yes, you can. But. You need to make sure you take all necessary precautions before you do that. And for for us as adults, a lot of times that may be through prayer. And the enemy will try to hit you just to try to get you, like, in that quick fight mode, like driving down the street and somebody cut you off. Uh, I, that's going to totally send you off, right? <laughs> but, God, a lot of times, uh, you know, I've had so many times where people have, uh, uh, you know, did gave me a nice hand gesture or... You know, uh, you I'm know, just, for those that can't see on the podcast, exactly. I'm waving. <laughs> hey, friend, right? Hey, give me a nice hand gesture, or 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 say some nice kind words, <laughs> and and I I just wave, and and I didn't even cut them off or anything like that, but they they may have felt like I I, I wasn't moving fast enough, you know. But Thrawn not moving fast <laughs> enough, huh? If you ask Ash, she'll uh, she say I drive like Myrtle the turtle, you know. <laughs> Yeah, my wife says the same thing. It's like, oh, my goodness, are you going to get out from behind this car, <laughs> right. please? I'm like, I'm in no hurry to go anywhere. Exactly. I got the rest of my life to be where I got to be. Exactly. So exactly. just the patience. But, um, but again, um, you know, it's okay to fight. And that's, uh, that's one thing that I, you know, I knew, but it, I'm glad it was confirmed in this book that, no, that's not the first thing you want to do. But there are times where you're going to have to do that. Why do, you, why do you think that we assume that our actions aren't going to cause any issues? I think um, a lot of times with assuming our actions are are, going to cause any issues, that's because maybe life experiences has shown us like, hey, when you assume, you know, uh, when you don't assume, you know, ask for, ask for, for, uh, what is it, forgiveness, not permission, Mm. you know, (laughs) so a lot of... I got that tattooed on my back. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of times we think like, well... They'll they'll forgive me later or even going deeper than that. Hey, Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. So he's going to forgive me for my sins. Right. So you're automatically assuming that any sin that you're committing should be forgiven automatically. Now, although that's true, there are still consequences. Mm -hmm. And see, you still have to think about that, that what's going to happen, even if I assume and I make the wrong choice, what's going to happen behind that? Right. So a lot of times um, we take we take God's grace and mercy for weakness uh, and we shouldn't do that. (laughs) That's that. We should not do that. It's a very, very dangerous game to play uh, to say, hey, God, you know, I know you're going to forgive me. So just forgive me this one time and, you know, everything's all good. Then it turns into two. Then it turns into ten. Then it turns into a hundred. And you're like. The steps. The steps, How did right? I get here? Exactly. How did I get here, right? So a lot of times, and he mentioned that a lot in the book, you know, uh, you know, you don't want to take 
and you know especially like i said disciples and those who are christ believers hey listen jesus died on the cross for me so he's going to forgive me and yes he does that is a huge fact and jesus loves you so much well he'll forgive you a million times but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be any consequence behind that with assuming too to me that's a pride thing again a lot of times when you assume things there's like that's the way i think about it that's that's my lens so uh, you know, you look at it like, well, I assume this person's being a butthole to me right now, you know, just because they want to be, or I assume this person doesn't like me or not, is not feeling me right now. Well, hold on one second. Did you, did you talk to that person? Have you, have you asked them a question? Have you, you know what I mean? So those are certain things, you know, you don't know what could be going on in that person's life at that moment where they may be acting that way. You know what I mean? Uh, and we should be slow to get offended without actually trying to talk to someone because they may need you yeah it might not be something you did it might be something else someone else did there you don't you know go. what they're going through yep. to, to that's right that, so. that's right and that that's the opportunity that's the sign for the, you to help them figure you know, yes because whenever we are offended it's usually something within us not not the other person very true what's your stop sign what makes you stop and go oh wait i need to course correct and turn back around towards god what what do you say to yourself what's your inner voice say when it's when it's extremely too much conflict going on, that's when I know something's off gotcha. in that area. For example, if, if me and my wife are getting into uh, what when someone told me uh, um, intense fellowship. <laughs> mm. Mm. That was almost a spit take <laughs> when, when we're getting in too much intense fellowship, that means something's off. I'm not listening to her heart. Or I'm not processing what she's saying correctly, or we just need more time together outside of business and and children. I have to figure out what that is. Uh, or when they there may be something going on with maybe one of my friends. Uh, uh, I feel like we if we haven't talked in a while, or if uh, you know their energy's off when I'm around them. Uh, something's going on to where I have to figure out what that is and or it could be with one of my children if if uh if my daughter is is in uh if I feel like she's being uh super dishonorable or or my son if I feel like he's not listening appropriately and we're having a lot of conflict what's going on like that's my stop sign process what you're doing instead of trying to charge forward and break through a brick wall with no equipment on, <laughs> let's stop. Let's think about what we're doing, and let's go to the Word of God and pray on it. More importantly, because God a lot of times will reveal things to you, like, hey, this is what's going on. Let's go ahead and check that. Got it. Now I can I can go through there with a more calm a more calm spirit uh, and be able to handle it. So a lot of times when there's conflict or confusion or chaos, all those going really one ball, uh, that's when you know that's my stop sign. Like, mm, something hap- something's happening. Let me, let, me, let me stop and think about what's going on here. Right on. Well, Alan, we're at that time. We're at that time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's so, been uh, fun for sure. <laughs> yeah, it has. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you. Thank uh, you I've, I've asked 
I know in a couple opportunities, whenever I can get you to speak on something, I know that you always bring some wisdom and some knowledge to pe- that can help people and always have been able to help me. So I'm, I'm, I've been, I was looking forward to this day. Thank you for, for coming on and joining us. Thank you. Look to have you on again and kind of bring some more of that. Cause obviously, uh, for those who know Theron, he's got more than just uh, 45 <laughs> minutes of, of oh, yeah. greatness in him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So this guy has a lot, a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge. Alan, what do we got next week? Uh, next week, we'll be covering the last and final section uh, from Craig Groeschel's book. And that section is entitled Falling Forward. Uh, f- so, excuse me, Failing Forward. And our next guest will be Chris Richmond. Chris Richmond. Mm. I know some of you guys that know him. Uh-huh. Well, Theron, uh, one of the ways we like to end up the uh, podcast is uh, just having our guest honor us with a prayer out and... Uh, yeah, can you can you bring some of that? I definitely can. Thank you all. Thank you all. All right. Father, uh, we just come thanking you. Thanking you, first of all, for uh, just uh, being here, ever-present, Father God. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. Uh, Father, your patience with us, Father God. Father, we thank you for uh, this amazing podcast that is not only going to touch uh, thousands, but it's going to touch millions, Father. And we thank you for uh, just everything that uh, Alan and Scott are doing uh, that to bring you closer to anyone who's willing to listen. Father, I speak blessings uh, in favor over the mighty anvil, Father. And, I, Father, I just thank you for the people who listen to this, Father, gaining that wisdom. I ask that you open their hearts and their minds up to what you want them to hear so that they can can become better, Father. And and as it says in your word, um, Father, uh, trials bring patience, and patience brings character, and characters build, character builds hope, Father. And I ask that you just build that hope in people through this podcast. And God, I just uh, I just ask that you just continue to just um, be with or or everyone uh, that is seeking you. I ask that you just find them and bring them ever closer to you. And, Father, any prayer that's being sent up to you, Father, we know that, you know, uh, your will will be done, Father. And I just ask that it is done. Anything that is on anyone's heart that is causing them to be weighed down, I ask that you release and lift that, Father. You said your yoke is light. So, Father, give us your yoke and you take ours, Father God. And we know that you will do something amazing where a miracle, miracle after miracle will be shown, Father. And we will all sing glory, glory, hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much, and we're uh, in complete awe and amazement of you yes. every second, every minute, and hour. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Man, again, dude, thank you, thank, <laughs> thank you for coming you. on. Yeah, appreciate y'all, man. It was good. Yes, sir.